0: The Australian Electoral Commission, or the AEC, is preparing to run its biggest and most complex election yet. The upcoming election, which is yet to be called, will involve almost 17 million voters, 100,000 polling staff and more than 4 million pencils that won't smudge. But logistics aren't the only challenge for the AEC. There's a growing amount of misinformation circulating on social media about the electoral process in this country, from casual remarks to full-blown conspiracy theories. And the AEC has decided to fight back They're combating this kind of online misinformation head-on and making sure that Australians aren't misled about the upcoming vote. And what's interesting is how the AEC is doing this, debunking misinformation with facts, with criticism, sometimes even with humour. The stakes are high too, after all the fallout of the US election of 2020 showed us what can happen when misinformation gets totally out of hand. To tell us more, I'm joined by the AEC's Digital Engagement Director, Evan Eakin-Smith. Evan, welcome.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on.
0: So all sorts of misinformation online, as I mentioned, what specifically is the AEC fighting back against?
1: information around the electoral process that's incorrect. So there's a clear divide for us in political campaigning, talking about other candidates or parties or their policies. There's freedom of political communication when it comes to all that. So uh, we're not the arbiters of truth in that respect. One person's truth is another person's lie. So it's the voters' role really to consider that and and go to the ballot box informed. But when it comes to the election process, and we are the experts, we run that process. Uh, If people are saying something that's incorrect and could potentially undermine people's perception of the integrity of the process. Well, of course, I think it's uh, important that we're active and the Electoral Commissioner is forthright that we need to be active in this space. So that's what we're doing.
0: And it's interesting to point out how you're combating misinformation on these social media platforms. I mean, the AEC is very active on Twitter. Uh, It's directly engaging with people trying to spread misinformation. In fact, you criticise, which is sometimes quite interesting to see, and you will use humour as well, and you engage one-on-one.
1: Yeah, it's a bit different for a public service department to take the approach that we are, but it's a true reflection of our independence. We are an independent electoral management body. If we're not defending the electoral process, well, well who is? It is our role. And so we're doing it. We are active on, on Twitter and other social media channels that we're on. We're, we're not just monitoring the, the stuff that comes into our account, but we're monitoring keywords and terms that are relevant to the election process that are outside of our accounts as well and, and jumping in where we can. We think it's an important thing to do.
0: It's I think listeners will be uh, find it immensely uh, refreshing actually to hear this one conspiracy theory you've tackled for instance is an American spin-off involving these Dominion voting machines. Now can you tell us about this and how you've addressed it?
1: Yeah, it's a particularly odd one uh, considering that you know, Australian elections have had paper and pencil and are kind of famous for paper and pencil for a long period of time. Nothing's changed in that respect, and yet there's certain people who are, who are raising the prospect of Dominion voting machines. Well, we we haven't ever even had a relationship with Dominion voting machines before, uh, let alone the law allowing for it. So it's an odd one. Uh, but, of course, we debunk that conspiracy theory and many others that are being lifted from the US, unfortunately.
0: Well, tell us a little more. What else... Uh, Because this is, I think, really intrigued people.
1: Yeah, well, we use little short-form videos, and and one of them is addressing Dominion conspiracy theory, as we've branded it, Uh, essentially telling people that, well, one, we don't use voting machines. Uh, Two, even if we did, there's high question marks as to whether or not they'd be rigged, as people say. Uh, And we think, going back on those things really, really quickly, firmly, uh, engaging with social media organisations to potentially have content taken down when we need to. All of those actions are integral to maintaining people's high level of trust in the process that we run.
0: Are there particular groups peddling this from what you can see?
1: Uh, well, that of course is just one theory. Uh, there's a range of uh, theories around the election process that are incorrect that we've seen online. And in fact, we're actually uh, launching what we call a disinformation register. So there's a number of things on our website, viral register that are incorrect that we've seen spreading online and it mentions all of our actions to correct them as well. So it's just yet another measure where we're looking to be really active in making sure people know how the election process runs. And it doesn't come from any one you know side of politics or uh, group or, or what have you. It's spread across the divide and we're making sure we're it regardless of the source.
0: And d- dare I ask any particular state
1: No. uh, I had this question the other day when I was talking to somebody in Queensland. They said, is it us? (laughs) And I said, no, no. (laughs) I said, we see things from across Australia, um, unfortunately. uh, And it is remarkably different to what we've seen in different electoral cycles, previous electoral cycles, unfortunately. So we've got what we call a reputation management strategy, not because we care about ourselves more than anything else, but because the reputation of the AEC is critical to people's trust in election results. So we're being very forthright, very active, uh, and we think it's an appropriate standpoint to take. What
0: about the misinformation about the political allegiance of the AEC, which would go to core of reputation.
1: Yeah, we, we see that uh, daily, uh, you know, especially on our social media accounts, but also in some other commentary as well. And it, it, it does uh, produce a little bit of a chuckle sometimes, but also a groan of disappointment at other times when you can see us being told that uh, we're making impartial uh, partial decisions, rather, to one side of politics. You scroll down a couple of posts and you see the suggestion that you're making partial uh, decisions to favour the other side of politics. So neither is true, of course. Uh, We we operate off the Commonwealth Electoral Act, guided by electoral laws in every decision that we make, and uh, political neutrality is key to that.
0: What's the risk of misinformation like this getting out of hand, in your view?
1: It could, it could be critical. Um, let, let's hope it's not. But, you know, often when there's an, an air gap in terms of the election process, and election night's a key one for that, if we don't have a, a result, for instance, on who forms government, people can suggest that certain things are happening, or the count's slow, or the AEC's not doing their job, all that can undermine confidence. And democracy is one of the, the pillars of strength of society, a free and fair federal election. So we're hoping to deliver that, of course, as we usually do. And we're hoping as much as as possible that we can limit the disinformation around the election process so people can trust in it.
0: Look, I wonder if you've even, you may not have even done it yet, but let's say you do quotes win, uh, the, you know, by, by the sheer sort of power of your humour or whatever, that you clearly put that person back in their box. Knowing the sort of mentality that might engage in this, they just might pop up with another one. I mean, do you know yet whether you persuade people? You might shut them down, but do you persuade them?
1: I think it's more of an art than a science and we're still feeling our way with this uh, as everybody is and as online communication involves. So we're not, we're not looking to, to win or have any gotcha moments with people who are suggesting incorrect information about the process. We're just looking to correct the record so that it doesn't spread. There's theories around disinformation. One is that you, you shouldn't... Uh, address it or as aggressively or as regularly as, as we do, because it can potentially spur people on, as you're suggesting. Mm. But there's other schools of thought and there's different environments around disinformation as well. So we're, we're treading that fine line and we'll keep on adjusting our approach as we move along, because we don't want to spur people on, but we also don't want their disinformation to spread either.
0: Do you do you have your favourites? Do you know? Do you all discuss with each other, you know, there's Molly over there and Shane over there sort of thing?
1: Oh, there's certain people who do it a little bit more than others. Uh, But we we also have our our favourites who are fighting on the democratic front lines with us. You know, we've got a little wall in the office uh, just to put up some of the, the better educative but informative and humorous uh, responses that we we see. And I think that keeps our team uplifted and ready to, to do a good job in educating people.
0: <laughs> and what do you see the role as the role of the social media platforms themselves, the Facebook, the Twitters? I mean, surely they have an important responsibility in the lead up, don't they?
1: They do, absolutely. And each of them have policies about disinformation that might be on their platforms and where it impacts certain civics and citizenship rights. And one of those is elections. So we've got good relationships. Just the other day, we we saw somebody suggesting that postal voting wasn't a secure method to vote in the upcoming federal election. And we referred that matter to uh, a range of social media organisations because it was cross-platforms and a number of them took action against their policies. So taking down posts, we're not in the the censorship game at all, but when it's around the election process, if they can step in where it's appropriate, I, I think that's a really good thing.
0: And they generally do, do they?
1: Yeah, we've had good experiences with social media organisations through the 2019 federal election and in the lead up to this one in 2022. Um, so good relationships are, are important in that. And we've got that across the board with the social media organisations.
0: Mm, well, I'm glad to hear that because I think, I think listeners would not be convinced of that, if you know what I mean, that that would be something that they would necessarily engage with you.
1: Yeah, no, they do. Um, A lot depends on speed, of course, and things move very, very quickly online. So assessment of content against policies can be really, really swift, or it can take a bit more time if it's a grey area. So our activities online, as well as those of the broader community, and as well as people just stopping and considering what they're seeing so that you don't necessarily just believe it straight off the bat and share it, uh, that's all really, really important in online communication. So Mm -hmm. we'll be encouraging those things. We, in fact, run a, a campaign with that tagline, Stop. And consider during the federal election, so that people look at the source and material that they're they're viewing and properly consider it.
0: The ANU did a study, I think, after the last federal election in 2019, and it found that just 59% of Australians were satisfied with how democracy was working. And that was uh, down 27 percentage points from the record high of 86% in 2007. I seven. I'd ever quite know how one interprets this, you know, given what we saw with COVID, where basically people did obey in amazing ways um, government uh, dictums, even if they didn't like doing it. So, so I mean, how do you think this through, uh, something like that ANU result?
1: It's interesting. We do our own research as well, uh, in between elections and just after elections. We we had some research after the 2019 federal election about the process that we conducted, um, and we had I think it was just over 90% saying that their experience was smooth and they trusted the AEC to do the right thing and and do our job, uh, which is fantastic. Of course, broader. Politics and democracy, if you like, uh, is a little bit outside of our control because we're not the only player in the game. But I think what people can have confidence in is the election process is fair. It is secure. Your ballot mm. paper, as you mark it, will be counted. And, and at the end of the day, no matter the political communication going around or the candidates or the parties that are involved, you get your own private space in a voting screen to mark your ballot paper and have your say. And it shouldn't be taken lightly.
0: Finally, I suppose, Evan, these huge undertakings, these federal elections of ours, uh, the Electoral Commissioner, Tom Rogers, has said they are Australia's most complex peacetime logistics event. How do you think this one's shaping up?
1: Even more complex, even bigger. Um, The COVID overlay to that uh, is extraordinary. And just a couple of simple examples: we've got about sixty-three thousand litres of hand sanitizer that we'll be rolling out nationally. You (laughs) mentioned four point five million pencils. That's up from about hundred thousand. And there's I could I could roll off statistics all day. And that's eight thousand different venues around the country. So there's a significant logistical exercise that we conduct. So but we're experienced in doing it. Um, some challenges that are unique this time, but we'll get it done and everybody will be able to have their say.
0: I'm probably uh, speaking to the converted here, but really it's something to be enormously proud of, isn't it, the AEC, uh, in terms of running something so critical and yet we take it for granted maybe.
1: It's a great place to work, to be involved in something that you really believe in and uh, delivering democracy to Australians. So I'm incredibly invested, me and hundreds of colleagues that we have, and indeed we employ about 100,000 temporary staff, just know, mum, your dad, your neighbour, uh, often your grandma or your grandpa, and they, they get invested in it as well. It is, it is something to be proud of. And our, our international colleagues at times agree with Envy with some of the, the rules, the processes, the procedures mm-hmm. and the general societal engagement in it. So um, it is a great thing. We should celebrate it and treasure it.
0: Thank you very much indeed. Good luck.
1: Uh, thank you.